Hi, I'm Shelly Cameron, CEO of the City of Philadelphia's Division of Aviation, and you're listening to my podcast, Taking Off with Shelly Cameron, where I take you behind the scenes of the Philadelphia International Airport and the Northeast Philadelphia Airport. Taking Off is a rare glimpse inside one of the busiest airports in the United States. PHL is in the midst of a $2.4 billion capital development program, affectionately known as the CDP, to make critical improvements and to develop new infrastructure at both PHL and PNE. These airfield and terminal projects, which began in 2012, are improving the guest experience, laying the groundwork for future development, and capitalizing on the role that the airport plays as a regional economic engine. At the helm of this significant effort and joining me now is newly appointed Deputy Director of Aviation, Oppie Oppelingham. Oppie, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Shelley. I'm happy to be here. So you're relatively new to this position, Oppie. What's your background and how did you make your way to PHL? So I'll start off with how I got into aviation. My dad was a civil engineer. Growing up, he had a lot of opportunities across the world that took us to a lot of different countries. One of those being Malaysia, which is where I was born. And he actually was working on a new airport in Malaysia. And I think that's why I think I have aviation in my blood since I was born. Um, You weren't born at the airport, though. I was not born at the airport. (laughs) I think that's so cool. Yeah. And so I've lived in Laos, where my dad was a volunteer for the UN, and he worked for the World Health Organization. I've lived in Africa and Sri Lanka, which is what my nationality is. And so I think having traveled to those countries and lived in those countries and also traveling to other countries on family trips, I built this love for aviation. But I never thought that I would have a career in aviation. I just knew that I loved traveling and exploring different cultures. And then I uh, went to Texas A&M University in College Station, Texas, and I entered as a zoology major. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Growing up, even though my parents let us think about different career options and they wanted us to have a good education because they knew that was the key to a good life, we didn't really have much career choice options. You know, it was <laughs> limited to a handful, medical or engineering or <laughs> law. And I just became the doctor of the family or that I would become the doctor of the family. And I never thought of it for myself. I just said, okay, I'm going to go along with this. But one thing I did decide was I wanted to be a dentist because you can control your hours. Okay. You don't have to be on call 24-7, but you can control your hours. And so at Texas A&M, the pre-dental program was zoology, and so that's what I entered university. Okay, the dots are connecting now. Yep. (laughs) But one thing stood in my way, which was biology. I pretty much failed the class, and at that point I had to think about what was I good at and what did I want to do. And I knew I was good in math and chemistry. And growing up with a civil engineering dad who had all these different opportunities across the world, I was like, I think I like this career choice of engineering, civil engineering to be exact. So I joined the civil engineering program. And I graduated with a degree in civil engineering with a concentration in transportation. I bet your dad's really proud of you. He is. I hope so. And your mom. Yes. But even at that point, I didn't know I, was, I wanted to be in aviation. Because not a lot of universities in the United States have a dedicated aviation program. At Texas A&M, my Transportation 101 had a definition of transportation, and they used aviation in that definition. And that's pretty much my exposure to aviation. But my senior year, during the college career fair, I dropped off my resume in a bunch of different companies. And one company in particular had an opening in their aviation practice. 
And that's how I got started in the aviation field 15 years ago. Wow. And you and I met at a women transportation organization called WTS. Yes, we did. And uh, WTS is an organization that's very special to me. It's an organization that helped me actually build my network here in Philadelphia. So I moved to Philadelphia seven years ago because the company I was working for, RSNH, wanted to establish an office in the eastern region. And Philadelphia happened to be the city. And a lot because of, at that time, of the large CEB program. And there was this small project that was coming out, the runway extension project. And personally, as an airfield civil engineer, one of the projects that you want to work on is a runway project. You want to work on that, get on, get that on your resume. Yep. Because not a lot of times do you get to work on a runway project, especially extending it or reconstructing it. So that was an opportunity that I took right away. And we were lucky enough to be part of the winning team. I led a portion of the design, and that's where really I got my foot in the door here at Philadelphia International Airport. Talk to our listeners a little bit about what your role is specifically as Deputy Director of Aviation for the Capital Development Program. Sure. So as the Deputy Director of Capital Development, I am responsible for the planning environmental, sustainability, engineering, and architectural programs at our airports, Philadelphia International and Northeast Philadelphia Airport. So what that means is my staff of almost 100 folks that are split between on-site and in the field are responsible for maintaining and designing construction projects that are on the air side, land side, and the terminals. If I can take a moment to brag about my folks. Yeah, please. You've got a great team. Yes, I have just a fantastic team. They are such hard workers and they are not about getting praise. They want to do their job and move on to the next job. And I really appreciate that. And I kind of saw that when I was working as a consultant here. And now that I am part of them, I really appreciate that they're all about just doing their job, doing and trying their best and making sure that, you know, we are working as one towards making our airports the best that they can be. So part of your work, and I'm not sure you realized this when you took the job, but you have to provide essential input when we are negotiating leases and agreements and all of that sort of thing. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about how that works, specifically the use and lease agreement that you're working on with us? Sure. And you're right. Actually, I didn't realize I was going to walk in the door and be at the table during the use and lease negotiations. With the, I, and, and that's the agreement between the airport and the airlines, right? It is, right? it is. And for our listeners, what that means is it's a contractual agreement. We are the landlords and the tenants are our airlines. So there is a rent that they pay for using our airfield and our terminal space. Right. And so when I walked through the door, we were in the middle of negotiating our next use and lease agreement. And a big part of an agreement can be a pre-approved capital program, which is where you come in specifically, right? Yep, it is. And so you and your team put together, we aren't sure how long the agreement's going to be yet. We aren't sure exactly what the terms are going to be, but you had to map out a capital program for maybe a five-year agreement, a 10-year agreement, a 15-year agreement, whatever it would ultimately be. So you really have to have the vision for where the airport's going to go in the future. We did. And really, this is where I, I have to give credit to my team. Like I said, I walked in during the negotiation and my team was in the midst of preparing a program, like you said, for a potentially 15-year lease. So we had to think about the long-term vision of this airport, right? What do we want to do? Not just maintaining what the assets that we have, but how do we expand our airport because we are growing 
And when we grow, we have to build. So how do we strategically make those decisions right now so that we are not basically boxing ourselves into something that we can't unbox out of? So it's thinking about the future. It's taking into account cost effectiveness. Mm-hmm. It's really a complicated venture, but one that's really fun. I think it to is. Be a part I mean, of- one of my goals in my career was to work at an airport. So and kind of know that what happens behind the scenes kind of thing. And Houston Lee's boy is it one of those things that you don't realize happens at an airport, but is a really fun part and an exciting part. And I'm glad I'm here at this point to be part of this, so that you know, in the future, we we know exactly what we're going to be doing. I'm glad you're here too. (laughs) Let's drill down a little bit. So there's one thing that almost every traveler does when they come through our airport, and that's visit one of our restrooms. Mm -hmm. We hope that they buy something at our food restaurants or our shops, but it's the restroom. So can you talk a little bit about how you approach restrooms, for example? Sure. This is actually something that's fun for me because as a civil engineer, I never thought I would be designing or managing a restroom program, but here I am and really loving it. About five months ago, after I got here, we had been already doing a restroom program. But I sat with my team and I said, you know, what is our goal here? Is it just reconstructing one restroom or what is our vision? And so our mission was to buy the 250th birthday of America, which is the semi-quincentennial. Oh, thank you for saying that. (laughs) It's a mouthful. I'm not sure I would have been able to get that out. 2026. 2026, yes. We wanted to be able to touch every single public-facing restroom here at our airport. That's about 48 restroom sets. And a set consists of a men's, women's, and a companion care. So that's a lot of restrooms. We already had been undergoing the renovation for quite some time. But really, what we had to do as a team was step back, pause and step back and say, how do we approach this in a programmatic way, right? Because Not piecemeal anymore. Not piecemealing, no. Because we want to make sure that we have one concise plan that establishes kind of the criteria of how we want to reconstruct, renovate, touch every single restroom. And another important part is once we do touch one restroom, it's not like we go away forever. We have to make sure that we come back on some sort of a cyclic basis. And the team is right now working on that. It could be a seven to 10 year based on use, come back and whether we just touch up the surfaces or if we completely gut it and reconstruct it. So that's what we're doing right now. We actually are in the middle of constructing phase three of our program. Phase four, we're in the final design. And we just brought on a new consultant to do the phases five, six, and seven. And we are right now in the programming and planning phase where we are working with our stakeholders and making sure that all of the criteria that's out there is built into our programming right now so that when we do design it, we know exactly what we're designing for. That's fantastic. And I don't know that our listeners would realize that we think as much about restrooms as we do, but it's a really important part of the guest experience. It is. I'm just, I'm very grateful for the work that you and your team are doing on this in particular. So another really interesting part of your work is sustainability, right? Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what that encompasses? Sure. I'm also excited about sustainability. This is not just a buzzword for us. We take this seriously. And really, this has been happening long before I even got here. In 2017, you signed the sustainability policy statement. That's right. And that was an action plan that was around the Renew framework, right, which is recycle, energy, noise, emissions, and water. Spearheading the sustainability group is Danielle Bueller. She really has 
the inside knowledge and the vision for what sustainability means for us. And she is right now currently working on a short-term, mid-term, and a long-term goal for us and what we want to do as an airport to make sure that sustainability is uh, visible from the outside as well as internally, what are we doing? One of the things that's very near and dear to my heart is social sustainability. And for you too, I know, Shelley. Absolutely. Because that's employee engagement, employee training, employee recognition. And one of the aspects that's important to me is mentoring and STEM. As you mentioned, I had met you at a WTS event, which is very much a STEM organization. Right. A couple of months ago, the Division of Aviation participated in the Girls in the Aviation Day event. Tell our listeners a little bit about that. I thought that was a fantastic Yeah, event. it was actually something that I had briefly saw when I came here, but I didn't really think twice about it. And then I got contacted by some of our folks internally about this opportunity and whether I was interested. And of course, I was like, yes, I'm interested. <laughs> so this is an annual event that occurs worldwide. And this year, it happened to be in Atlantic City. And we represented the Division of Aviation, and we participated in it. And over 700 girls came to the Girls in Aviation Day event in Atlantic City. You talk about an impact. Yeah, and these girls had a hands-on activity that exposed them to STEM and aviation, and they got to meet a lot of different folks from pilots to aviation engineers to folks that work at an airport to really understand there are career choices in aviation that they're just not aware of right now, but there is, and to open their eyes to that option. That's fantastic. And regarding sustainability, I would just ask our listeners to stay tuned. Yep. We are in the process of taking a look at how we can better communicate the great things that have already been done at the airport to support sustainability efforts and also to really redefine and re-energize what we're going to do moving forward. So I am real excited about that. And one last program I would ask you to talk about, if you would, the master plan update. Mm-hmm. That is another for aviation aficionados. You may know what we're talking about, but describe what a master plan update is and why that's an exciting project to work on. Sure. Again, another exciting project for me. I use the word exciting, but really, I am really excited about all of these initiatives. <laughs> master plan update, again, perfect timing. So, what it is, is basically it's a study to determine the short, medium, and long term goals of an airport. There are basically two types of master plans. One is a study that addresses major revisions, and that's called a master plan. Another one is a study that changes parts of an existing document, and that's the master plan update. So, currently, we're working on a master plan update. The one that we have currently, I believe, was done sometime in the early 2000s. Mid-2000s, something like that. So it's a little bit old. So, And as we're changing, we also have to figure out what works for us now. Well, one example, when you think about what was happening in, say, 2005 or 2010 even, Uber and Lyft weren't even contemplated. Right. And now Uber and Lyft are a huge part of how we get people to and from the airport. Right. So when you talk about the master plan, you have to think about how that vehicle traffic is handled. Exactly. And what we're doing with this master plan update is concentrating on our terminal complex and as well as the land side portion of the terminal complex. And we're going to bring together the various ongoing studies that we have across our airport footprint and kind of develop one master plan update. We're also going to be verifying the airfield components that was done previously. But I think at this point, we feel pretty confident in what we had. So we're just going to verify that it still makes sense. Agree. 
and that's a that's a great project. So, any closing thoughts? Anything you would like our listeners to know? What's maybe one of the most fun things that you've been able to do since you've taken the job, or, or one of the biggest challenges, or even a surprise that people might not know about you? A surprise. <laughs> I have a couple of things. So, one of the things I really want to say that, that I've noticed since I stepped in the door is just the diversity of the Division of Aviation and walking into a leadership meeting and sitting at the table and seeing every single person represented there. Because it's very important that we have people from different backgrounds have a seat at the table when we're making important decisions. And it's really the first time where I've sat at a table and I felt like I wasn't the only person there representing a certain group, if you know what I mean. I do. Yeah, I so that was do. one of the surprising but pleasant surprising things for me. I didn't know that, especially being a woman in the engineering and aviation industry, it's something that's refreshing. And that's really important to me and I think to the entire team that we are able to benefit from what everybody brings in the door with yeah. different perspectives. Yeah, and then kind of just the behind the scenes. Like I said, the use and lease is really, I'm excited about that and how we kind of start that and that evolves into what it finally will become. I'm really excited about that. There's a lot of different things. I don't know if I can pinpoint one thing, but I'm loving it and I can't believe it's already been six months. Yeah, well, your enthusiasm comes through and we are really grateful to have you. Thank you for deciding to join this team. Oh, it was an opportunity that I can pass by. So thank you for this opportunity. So that's all the time we have today. To learn more about Philadelphia International Airport and the Capital Development Program, please visit phl.org. I'm Shelley Cameron. Thank you for listening.